Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. Um, well, this morning we are really privileged. Um, in fact, Herb, I'm going to just invite, to, invite you to come here. It's weird if we talk about you while you're sitting down and people can't see you. And uh, this is Herb Lee, and uh, he is the founder of Right Fit Coaching. We have known Herb for, for thousands of years. 15 or so, 18, whatever it's been. And uh, Herb is a great friend. He is, personally, he is my coach. He's Amy's coach. And um, many of the, actually many, <laughs> it's getting to be many people in our church with their businesses, leaders in our church are, are taking full advantage of having a coach walk them through life. And, and Herb is going to be sharing with us this morning. And he's going to draw on his French and Italian heritage to bring us the, the very deepest things that he can. And Right? They, didn't, they don't know you're French-Italian. No. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> don't judge the book by its cover. I know. I just, I just, I just love, I love uh, Herb and I. Obviously, we tease each other a little bit. But um, Herb is a great trusted friend, and he has uh, something on his heart for us this morning as a church. It's timely. It's in the right season for where we are. And as many of you who have been meeting with him through this weekend already know, um, Herb is, he's, he's that Chinese grandfatherly type guy that can say anything to you and you'll be like, it seems really smart and wise. It's amazing. I love it. So Herb, we're going to let you do it. Church, would you please just warmly welcome our friend Herb Lee. Wow, it's, it's really great to be here. We've been trying to get here for a little while because of... Uh, some little virus. It's been a little bit difficult getting here from Vancouver, but very much appreciate being here. Very much appreciate the friendship with uh, Pastor Trav and, and Amy and their trust and belief in me. You know, when someone believes in you, it goes a long way. It really does, you know, and, and they believe in you guys, and that goes a long way, and, and they inviting me up here, they believe in me, and that, that goes a long way. But let me just give you a little bit of my story so, you, so we can connect before I share some thoughts from the Lord. Um, Chinese guy, born in Vancouver, uh, I think, yeah, Chinese, do I look Chinese? <laughs> Chinese guy, born in Vancouver, been there pretty well all my life. Uh, if you can put the picture of my, there's, there's my wife. Uh, she's prettier than me. And uh, she's put up with me for a long time. Uh, that picture was taken, I think, five years ago at our son's wedding. But uh, we've known each other since we're in grade seven. I finally got her to date me in grade eight. <laughs> and so we've been together since we're 14 years old. I just turned 60 last week, so do the math. It's a long time. It's a long time. And... It's a long time for someone to put up with someone, so it's good, and we've enjoyed it. We're 38 years married now, 46 years together, and uh, the next picture, I think, shows our clan, uh, uh, the two great, well, my mom and her mom are great-grandmas now, and we got the four kids with each of their pairings. Two are married and three grandchildren. If you could just show me the next one with the grandkids. There's our three grandkids. They don't look Italian, so <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're, we're, we're in line here, so. 
So thank you. Um, I used to be a chiropractor. I was a chiropractor for 12 years uh, before uh, I entered into, into a church and worked in the church for a number of years. Pastored, started a church, realized, you know, I'm, I really actually suck at pastoring a church. So it's okay. And, and, and so, I, so we ended up dissolving that, letting the people go. And, and that was hard. It was hard. But uh, it was good because that was what I needed to do. And it's okay. We can fail in a moment, but we're not a failure. So it's okay. And so long story all the way to here. We're, we're here today, and I basically do coaching and mentoring, working with individuals, working with churches where I can, and, uh, and helping build the kingdom. And we're good here because you guys are, are in this process of building. Pastor Trav started it in September. I've been watching online. Uh, I feel so welcome here, and I thank you for everybody for welcoming me, and, and maybe I can meet some of you after the service. Um, but we're here to the journey together. And I was told last night that Grand Prairie is the last place of civilization before you head up north here, and you, you service about 330,000 people. So my, my mind goes, wow. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're sitting in that chair today. And remember, you're not here by accident. Okay? God doesn't do accident. You're here because you're supposed to listen to this crazy Chinese guy today and smile at me because I can't actually see you, but I'm, I'm believing you're smiling at me. And, and no matter what I sound and how silly I could be or mistakes I made, you're still going to smile at me, right? You're going to make me feel really welcome because I feel like family. So I think that's how it works. I've entitled the message today, Identity and I Am. And we'll go all sorts of ways and I'll try and stay focused in, in where God wants us. But Identity and I Am, and I have two goals today. One is to raise your awareness to realize there's more out there and around you that you actually don't know. Because when I was in my 20s and 30s, I thought I knew everything. And when I hit 50, I realized actually I knew very little. And as I've gotten older, I realize I know less and less. Because the reality is there's so much to, to try and know and so much to try and grasp. But it's incumbent upon us to grab onto that which works for us. That's that which we can use to help us on our journey. Because we don't need all the tools. We just need the right tools at the right time in the right season. So as you're here today, be okay. But ask yourself, what, Lord, are you saying to me? What am I not aware of that I need to be aware of? that I can use to further the call that God has on my life. And the other point I, want to, I wanted to come across today is I want to encourage you to ask more questions. I really sucked at that when I was a kid. And I, when I grew up, I, I didn't want to look stupid and ask a question. But I didn't realize it's in asking the question you actually get an answer for you to learn. And so I've learned that now 
And as a coach, I make, I make those I work with uncomfortable by asking questions. Right, Pastor Traub? The dead silence waiting for Pastor Traub to answer. And I'll wait and I'll wait. And, and then he answers. Because it's in those answers, when you speak it out for yourself, you realize what's inside of you and what's not inside of you. And that's okay. Dr. Dwayne, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer said, change the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. Change the way you look at things, and the, way you, and the, and the things that you look at change. It's important to make that adjustment. It's important to realize that change is okay. And, and those, of, those of you who, who've heard me this weekend, I, I, that's, that's been my mantra. Because, because we're constantly changing, we constantly need to change. And what I felt in, in preparation before coming here is, is just a sense that we really, know, we really need to know who we are. What is your identity, personal identity, in who God has made you to be? Because, you know, when you, when you ask people who they are, how do they usually answer? They usually answer by what they do, especially men. Men usually answer by what we do. And it's really, really important to realize who you are and who you're becoming because you cannot be identified by what you do because the minute you stop doing that, you're not anybody anymore. It doesn't work that way. So we need to work on the I am. The I am is really important. The identity of your I am. And, and where does it really begin? Exodus 3.14. It starts with God. Because our I am, our identity in I am, and actually the I am is, is two-pronged if you think about it. I'm playing on words. I am is you speaking I am. And in Exodus 3.14, God says, he is I am. And our identity is rooted in God being I am. Because without us being rooted in God, if we're a believer, then there's no foundation. There's no basis for who we are. We root ourselves in the I am, in, the, in God who is the I am, and then we become the I am. That God has called us to be. Does that make sense? It's okay. I like asking questions. I work better actually that way. So I'll just pretend it's a big coaching session here, and I can I can go back and forth with you. So you can talk to me. It's okay. I don't mind. I may not have the answers, but I'll still talk to you. Um, so I hope that makes sense. It's important. To understand God is the I am, and who we are is based upon his I am, and I become I am as a result of that. He sent us Jesus to be an example of the I am for us to see. Because Jesus became the I am of the Christ, our Savior. And he walked in that I am and showed us that. 
He embraced that in spite of the fact he knew what it would cost him. And let me just shift a little bit there is, is sometimes our I am does cost us something, or actually, truthfully, it does cost us something all the time. Because it takes something to build to become I am. It takes letting go of some things to become I am. It takes working at something to be I am. So Jesus set the example, and, and he was challenged. He was challenged, and uh, I think the next scripture... Sorry, oh, I am out of sync. Uh, the next one, Tyler. Sorry, next one. Okay, Matthew. Well, what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus has been recognized as our I am. He asked Peter. Peter confirmed that. We have seen that. And, and again, that's who we put our faith in moving forward. As who the I am we look to. And I want to skip, just a little, skip back to, sorry, uh, Tyler, back to Ephesians 2.10, if you can go, to, go there. Sorry, I, I woke up at 12.30 this morning, and God had me rework my notes. I have no computer with me, so then I'm rewriting my notes, and they're all over the place. So my apologies, that's why I'm kind of messed up here. I went back to bed at 2, finishing this, so that's okay. It's okay. It's it's, it's how God works with me at times, and don't feel sorry for me, but it, that's why I'm kind of messed up here. So Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So he already had an idea. He already knew who we were going to become. He created us in Christ Jesus as we have come into his family to join with Jesus, to do the good works with God pre in prepared in advance. And in LL, NLT, he said, he said, works that have been prepared long ago. So you're here not by accident, by plan. You are becoming the I am that God has called you to be. The challenge is understanding and learning who who that I am is. Because I don't know about you, but I finally got here at 60 years old, and I think I figured out a few things about me now. I think I have begun to understand who I am. And that's not to discourage you. That's to encourage you that you can do this sooner. It just, I'm a little slow. It just took me longer to get here. And I want to encourage you, whether it's that little baby right there I can see, to someone who's older, you can do this now. You don't have to wait. And it takes, all it takes is a willingness 
to listen, to learn from others, to work with others to help you become that I am that God has called you to be. Because God has put that in each of us from the very beginning, and he wants that to come out. So our starting point is I am in God. I am who I am today, but it's not good enough because we haven't fully become who God has called us to be to do what he's called us to do. Does that make sense? When I was trying to think about an example of how to put this together and, and show it more succinctly, um, I thought about a puzzle and how it could represent our life. So this is what is known, I believe, as a jigsaw puzzle because their pieces have a variety of cutouts on it. And let's look at this, that this puzzle as our life and who we are becoming in the I am that we are. When you, when you start with a puzzle, you don't know where that goes. You don't know where you go. But let's take the puzzle and let that represent your life. So it's all in a box, all over the place. And what do we need in order to start the puzzle? We actually need a picture, the blueprint. And God has given us a picture through his word, through others in our lives. And how do you start a puzzle? Everybody knows how you start a puzzle? From the edges. From the edges. We build in from the edges because we have to frame the puzzle. We need to learn to frame our lives. We need to learn to frame our lives. And in framing our life, here's the beauty of it. Here, here's the irony. When I say we need to frame our lives, that actually isn't framing it in such a way it's limiting us. Because I believe that puzzle represents everything about a person. And I'll just use my, myself as an example. That's me in the box. And everything God had planned because his word said, has said, he planned it long ago. So this is me. So I start framing my life. I start looking at the box and begin to start framing my life. From the edges, because I can't start in the middle because I, I don't know where the pieces go. Now, this is an easier puzzle. You guys know. If you start with, with blue sky, a puzzle that has blue sky and a tree in the middle, that is really hard. And you can understand why, because all the blue looks alike. This is actually an easier puzzle. It's good for me. I need help. But I start framing my life in the puzzle. I start building the edges. And it's, and I go back and forth, back and forth. And I think I know what I'm doing. And, and, and again, like I say, this, this puzzle is easier. But if they were all blue, all the edges, it would take a lot more work for me to find 
the frame. But when I start creating the frame of my life, how, what God has called me to do, I start to see a picture. And you know, the, the tricky thing about puzzles is some of the pieces kind of sort of fit, and yet they don't fit. God had me name my ministry, Right Fit Ministries, had me name my company, Right Fit Coaching and Leadership Development. I took three months of praying to the Lord, and he gave me that name. I think it was prophetic for me. I'm about right fit. I'm about right fit. Because a round peg in a square hole kind of fits, but doesn't fit. It's really important on the fit. So you may even right now think you fit, but if you're a round peg in a square hole, you actually aren't really fitting. It looks like you fit. And I'm going to digress a little bit so you follow me. But you might be too afraid to pull yourself out of the square peg. And I'm going to encourage you today, if you're a round peg in a square hole, you need to pull yourself out of the, out of the square hole or square opening. Because you actually don't, don't really fit. Because God doesn't work sort of, kind of. He's the God of right fit. It fits. And he doesn't go, do it by default where, it, oh, it happenstance to fit. Again, our God doesn't work that way. So think about your life right now. Each of these pieces, as I'm building the frame of my life, with this puzzle, it starts to fit. And I can't jam a piece where it doesn't fit. And I said this yesterday to the one of the couples I was working with. Oftentimes in church we pray, God, give me the answer. And then the other answer that we've been praying about must be wrong. Because it's either God's answer or the wrong answer, right? That's how we've been taught in church. But what if there's God's answer on one occasion, and what is the other one is still an answer, and it's an answer we actually really didn't need God to answer. It's something we could have answered. Because I've always argued the point that God gave me a brain. Okay? Unless I'm which one in the Wizard of Oz that didn't have a brain. <laughs> straw, the, 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 the straw man? The, the scarecrow didn't have a brain. Was it? I can't remember the story. <laughs> we have before us what we need to become I am. And as my, as my life begins to, sh to show, as it begins to fill in, as I begin to follow the blueprint that God has for me, it starts to take shape. You know, the greatest challenge of my life taking shape is, is am I getting in the way? So picture me working on my puzzle and my grandkids coming now. And they start pulling out my life. 
and they run off with it. <laughs> and now I can't put my life together. And sometimes that's, that's what's happening to us. I call those distractions that come into our lives and they, they take the piece and run away. We have to recognize what's a distraction and what is not a distraction. I try as much as I can most of the time when, when, when our grandchildren come over, they're not a distraction. I focus on them. I spend time with them. But there's moments when I'm trying to do the laundry and the little one is there and she's now a distraction when I'm trying to get the laundry done because I'm watching whether she's going to roll down the stairs or hop into the basket or me stepping on her because I didn't see her. The same lovely little being can be my full focus or a distraction. The discernment to recognize that is really important in our lives. Sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes you need the wisdom of others to come alongside of you and say, hey, brother, sister, I, I think you're not seeing this. And because they, you know they love you, you're going to listen to them. Because you know your pastor is going to come up to you and point something out to you, you're not going to smack them on the head and say, I'm leaving. You're going to say, thank you. Thank you for caring about me. I'd rather be accused, which I have been, of saying something into somebody's life than not. Because I care. Because I care. And if we care, we will. If we love them, we will. If we don't, we won't. So we need to go there. It helps build our I am. And so as my puzzle begins to take shape, I realize that, that I don't have the ability to finish it. I need help. And this is the piece I, 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 I really want you to understand as you grow as a, as a, as a family together, that it takes a village to work with all of us. We need that. We need the, the giftings and love and care of all those around us to help us. Again, I said at the very beginning, none of you are here by accident. You might not like the person beside you at this very moment, but you might need that person beside you this very moment. Because that's how the family works. And if we're not able to put aside the way we're raised, how we see things, and a whole bunch, and I don't have the time to go into all that right now, but I want to challenge you to ask the question. Most people, when something bad or challenging happens to you, what's the first thing you, you say to the Lord? Why? Why is this happening? And I'm going to go, eh, wrong question. The question we need to be asking is, Lord, what are you teaching me through this challenging moment? Does that make sense? You see, asking the wrong question gets you the wrong answer, 
takes you down a road that doesn't lead toward life. If you ask the question of why, you sound like a victim. Are we supposed to be victims? We're supposed to be kings and priests. You ask, what, how, when? The why question takes us down a road that doesn't serve us very well. How many of you have done that? Because we all have, right? Why question. So don't go down that road as you start to frame your life why something happened. What am I learning? I'm looking in the box and realizing that's the wrong piece. I need this piece. And I start to fill my life. And as we understand our identity and I am and who God has made us and the I am I am becoming, the puzzle begins to fill. We understand the technique of putting a jigsaw puzzle together. And we end up beginning to see a picture. And truthfully, at the stage of life I'm at, I'm, I'm finally starting to feel comfortable in understanding myself. And I wish I would have learned this sooner. I was really dumb. I was really dumb in my 20s and 30s because I actually thought I knew everything. So those of you in your 20s and 30s out there who I can't see, don't do the same thing I did and think you know everything. Don't be that stupid. Please, I'm begging you, don't be that stupid. Because you'll get further and it won't take you as long as it, it took me to get here to learn things. And I could call myself stupid back then because I was. But I've learned and now I use that to help, to help others and myself to go further. But you don't have to because now I made you aware of it. See what I did to you? I made you aware of it now. So now, Carlisle, when someone talks to you and, and they're not aware, you're going to say, what did Herb say? Did you learn anything when Herb said that? Right, Carlisle? And you can blame me because you don't even have to take the blame. Just say that crazy Chinese guy said he was stupid. Are you being stupid now? We're allowed to use stupid in church, aren't we? Is that okay? It's okay up here, right? We're a little bit more... <laughs> I, I hope you're getting it, because actually, as much as I laugh about it, it's, it's very real. And my heart is for you not to go through some of the things I've gone through in my life, really, really. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying today. I want to encourage you to be open to as you not only begin to frame your puzzle and start to fill it in. Get help where you need to as you're becoming I am. Be okay with the fact that you make mistakes. You are not a mistake, but you make mistakes. 
Unfortunately, in our lives, sometimes we've accepted the label, I am, I am a mistake. No, I am a person who makes mistakes. Big difference in language. I fail. I am not a failure. The leadership group I work with, I've challenged them to write 50 I am statements, which shouldn't be very hard, but not all of them have done it yet. We'll have to check up on them, but I want to encourage you. Your homework for being here today is this week to get a piece of paper and write I am statements. Even though you may not be. I've always said that I'm not creative. And again, I was stupid for saying that because I just, I just limited myself. So now I don't say that. I am creative even though I'm not quite there yet, but I'm working on it. I am loud. I am soft. I am. I am awesome. I want to encourage you to do that for yourself, not for me. Because you are becoming the I am that God has called you to be. And we can rail about the devil, and we can rail about the guy beside us and the guy beside us, but we have the responsibility and we have the power to actually make the change. And we've heard it before. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Don't believe the lies of the guy who talks to you in the mirror. Let me give you a hint. This is what I use as I, as I coach people. If you ask the guy in the mirror for the answer, he's always going to give you the right answer, the one you want to hear, right? When has the guy in the mirror told you wrong? That's the danger of talking to the guy in the mirror. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Especially you older ones, you know what I'm talking about because we've done it. We need help to do this and become the I am that God has called us to be by doing it together. We all know we're human. We all know we may make mistakes. We all know that there's many things about us. But here's one thing I, I want to encourage you to delete out of your mindset. It's the ease of which we pass judgment on somebody. It's the ease of which we pass judgment on ourselves. Because judgment ruins relationships and people faster than water running down a, uh, a hill. Catch yourself. And, and be accepting. I may not know everything about Ed, and I may not even understand why he said what he said and why he dresses the way he dresses, but I accept him and love him just the same. And as I get to know him, I'll understand him better. And as you do that, you are creating an I am that you never 
used to be in acceptance and love and understanding. And we get a glimpse of the I am who we're actually attached to, the God who accepts us no matter what we say, what we do, because he sent us Jesus without reservation. Yes, it, it's a lot to live up to, but God knows. He knew that from the very beginning, and he believes in us. He trusts us. Your pastors believe in you. They trust you. The biggest thing is, do you believe in yourself, in the I am that you're becoming, in the I am who you need to become, your identity? Because we're talking about building, you know, I saw the piece of land, wow, 14 acres in the city, vision for so much. But if Pastor Trav has to spend his time pumping each of you up before he can get you out there doing any work on the acreage, it ain't going to happen. It ain't happening. He ain't got enough hours in the day. He's already lost all his hair. Like, like, like what else? His beard then. But they shave his beard. No. I want to encourage you to take responsibility that you're able to. You're empowered to. The devil can't do anything to you if you don't let him. The guy beside you can't do anything to you if you don't, if you don't believe what he says. You don't let him. See, I, I'm a reformed bully. And, and so when you're a bully, you just bully. No matter what anybody says, you just get in there. And so when you run into people like, like that, or people who are insecure and try and control you with their insecurity and fear, or a bully who tries to bully you with their meanness, recognize it for what it is. Again, I'm raising your awareness to it. When I used to coach basketball, I said to the boys, once I teach you that, now you're on the hook for it. I brought this to your awareness. Now Pastor Trav and Amy are going to check on it to make sure you're walking that out now. Because now it's in your awareness. You have no excuse. And I'm not saying that to be funny, and I'm not saying that to actually chain you up or cause you grief. I'm saying that to actually give you freedom. Because when you know what you don't know, it helps you put your puzzle together and fill in the pieces. There is so much value and potential in this room. And it starts with you. I'm here to speak to you as an individual. Because as, as builders of something larger, if, if you don't get built, that won't get built. Let me say it again. If you don't get built, that won't get built. Become 
the I am, and, and here's, here's my contact. Become the I am in the season that you are supposed to be. That will then lead you to the next season to become the I am that you're supposed to be in the next season. It's incremental. The work I do as a coach, I'm not, I'm not a magician. I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. It's week by week, bi-weekly, monthly, working with myself first and working with the people. It's bit by bit by bit. You don't raise your children overnight. We're not raising our grandchildren overnight. 18, 20 years, 25. You know, those of you who are parents, we don't stop being parents till Jesus takes us home. So don't grow weary. Don't stop. There's value in who you're becoming in the economy of God in the body, this local body, who you represent, what you do in this part. Does that make sense? You are valuable. And as a builder, build yourself. Those things you can do for yourself. Because you don't need Pastor Trav and Pastor Amy coming and helping you with something you know how to do. Pastor Trav, can you tie my shoelace? There you go. Because, because he won't even tie Jacob's shoelace. Because he's empowered Jacob to do it himself. And that's what they've been doing with you all along. They've been empowering you. And I'm here just to give you a little bit more of a nudge. With a different face and a different voice. But the same message. You are important. You are important in God's economy. In the building of this house, and the next phase of this generation's church. I think it's so cool, generations as a name, because it just, there's so much you can do with it, and you look and you see the different, the different ages. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm so excited to, to get a front row seat to watch this happen. I want you to be excited for yourselves because you matter so much. Maybe you haven't heard it enough. I'm not going to say it again. You matter. You matter to God. You matter in this house. Don't believe what some other jerk tells you. You matter. Do what you know you need to do. Become who you need to become in this season. I'm not talking of about a gigantic step. Those of you who do not know Jesus in a personal way, who have not become part of the family, I encourage you to ask yourself who you are. God has sent Jesus to become part of your life, to take you to a place you can never go by yourself. But just like building a house on a piece of property, God can't come build a house in you without the homeowner or the landowner giving a builder permission to go build on that piece of land. God is asking you right now permission to come, to send, to Jesus wants to come into your heart to start building something in you that, that has not been there. If you want something different, if you want to change, it starts there.
Because one of the scriptures we didn't go to, Peter made the confession, I am a sinner. And it starts there. I am a sinner. I am one who has not done right by God. And today God is calling out to you and saying, I want you part of my family. Can you say, I am a sinner? I need Jesus. I want to become part of this family and move on together. I'm, a, I'm sick and tired of being by myself. I'm sick and tired of hearing things that don't help build me to become the I am that God has called you to be. If that's you, you just come up. While we go into the last song, and I'm not sure all how we do things here, but you come up. We'll do something with you, right, Pastor Trav? Okay. I didn't pick up all of that on the on the on the on the video when I when I watched. So, Pastor Amy will help me out here. Finish it off. No, I'll turn it over to you. I think I talked enough. I like I like to hear from you, Herb. Thank you. It's interesting, you know, sometimes a person just really needs to hear, you matter. And I love, I love how Herb can bring that, um, just God's thoughts and really hit home to the heart in that way. You matter to God, you know. Um, increasing our awareness. We're going to close with one last song. Why don't you stand? What we normally do is just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? You know, we heard, we heard a lot of things this morning. And if we're willing, there's something for us as individuals. Um, as we've been working with Herb, I love just, just as we've been learning, like we don't have to stay the same. I'm not the same person that I was last week, last month, last year, because we can grow, we can change the I am that God has for me. So Lord, I pray right now that you would speak to each one of us. That we would hear what you're saying this morning through this message. That we would hear what you want us to do with what we've heard. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.